So I guess tell me what what goes in a bag. Sure. So we send milk and cereal, two two grits or oatmeals, pop tarts. They've got soup, chef boyardee, ramen noodles, mac and cheese, and then a variety of snacks, whether it's granola bars or crackers or fruit snacks. In the past, I think they originally tried to get more fresh fruits in there, but you just don't have a shelf life with that. And the way the bagging is done, we bag a month at a time. And the schools, their representative, whether it's a counselor or a teacher or a volunteer, will come meet us at our storage unit and pick up all of their bags for that upcoming month. So there's a good amount that goes in the bags, but it has a shelf life too. So it limits putting fresh food in there, but at the same time, it's meals that they otherwise wouldn't have. Welcome to another episode of Best of Johnston County, brought to you by Breeden Law Office. Our host, Jonathan Breeden, an experienced family lawyer with a deep connection to the community, is ready to take you on a journey through the area that he has called home for over 20 years. Whether it's a deep dive into the love locals have for the county or unraveling the complexities of family law, Best of Johnston County presents an authentic slice of this unique community. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Best of Johnston County podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Breeden, and today we have a special guest with us from the Cleveland Area Backpack Buddies program, Mandy Williams. Welcome to the program, Mandy. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, yeah, so I guess we'll start out with what is Backpack Buddies? So Backpack Buddies is now a 501c3 nonprofit that provides weekend meals to approximately, right now our numbers are 136 children every weekend throughout the school year. We provide weekend meals for kids at Cleveland, Palenta, and Westview Elementary Schools, and then Cleveland Middle School. We are a nonprofit organization that works purely off of community donations, financially and food donations, to provide support for children that are food insecure. Okay, and how do y'all know which children are food insecure? Sure, we work uh, directly with the counselors and social workers for the schools. Um, we've got a great relationship with the counselors at each of the, our assigned schools or our adopted schools that we have. And they know their students and their population. So they usually do a filter almost at the beginning of the school year to see where the need is. And then they just provide us a number. We don't know who the children are. We don't know their families. We just have a number per school. But the social workers and the counselors are the ones that really identify the need. And then they just get the number to us and we fulfill it with our bags. And so you say you're doing 139 bags a week? About 136 right now. And it fluctuates as kids come into the community or leave the community or as their circumstances change, whether there's a fire, whether there's a parent that lost a job, the numbers can fluctuate throughout the whole school year. But right now we're at 136. Man, I tell you what, I bet there's a lot of people that live out here in Cleveland and they look at these big houses yeah. and you know they see the, the fancy houses of whether it be Broadmoor, Adams Point, or Chadburn, and you know the price point, and think, well, there's not people that are feed, right. food insecure in the right. Cleveland community. I know what I paid for my house, right? But that's not actually the case. That's correct. There's a huge need, and the need keeps growing as more families come into the community, as the districts change. There's more of a need. Cleveland, with our numbers as they are, Palenta is our number one school that we support. 
and then Cleveland Elementary and then Westview. But the counselors are so good to work with whenever a need comes up unexpectedly, like there's a fire in the community. We had that up multiple times last year. The social workers and the counselors are the first ones that reach out to us and ask for any kind of support. And then we usually either reach out to our group that support us off of Facebook or our community organizations and other leaders that have asked to participate, we'll reach out to them for donations so that we can fulfill whatever emergent need there is. Right. Well, I always, whenever y'all call me, mm-hmm. try to do yes. as, as much as I can yeah, to try to help. Yeah, we appreciate it very right, much. Right, I really do. And, and the employees that work for me um, take a lot of pride in being able to do that because, yeah. you know, not we definitely, doing family law here, we definitely see people who really are food insecure. Right. And and it, and it isn't always what it appears. Right. And I think people would be surprised at what people sometimes choose to spend money on mm-hmm. or just their house rich and cash poor. Right. We, you know, we see a lot of that where right. they, they have this nice house and they're trying to make this mortgage, mm-hmm. but the mortgage and, you know, food prices are going up now. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, it's unbelievable right. with the inflation on food. Yep. I know that's dr- driven up y'all's costs. That has increased what our average cost per bag is. At, when I first started with Batpat Buddies about five years ago, I think our cost was around six fifty a bag. Now we haven't priced it for this school year, but we're thinking it's anywhere around $10 a bag. Almost. And that covers six meals and three snacks on the weekends. So when you multiply that times 130 some kids, we are really driven based off of the community support. So that's, I mean, I'm not good at this. Is that $1,300 a week? Essentially. I'm, I'm, I'm not a math person. So we'll I'm go with that, yeah. But I mean, if it's $10, yeah. 130, that's It's essentially, that's right. yeah, what it is. And I so mean, we have organizations like Hope Front Church. They do essentially two to possibly three food drives a year. And that those drives really push our donations. Like when we're starting the school year, they have a drive. They have a drive usually in the spring and then once again in the summer. And that really helps stock up our inventory to be able to meet the needs of the community. So I guess, where does this food sit? Does it sit at your house? Does no. It... Well, when it first started many years ago, what I call our original members on the board, the OGs, they would store it in their house. And then over time, it grew out of their house. And for a season, it was at Hopefront, which was formerly C3. And they housed it and helped provide food for the weekend bags. But as the need grew and as the community grew, we knew we needed to kind of expand past the church and ended up, we have a two storage units at a local storage facility that has donated some space to us that we house our food at because it's all non-perishable items. So it has a shelf life, but you still have to be careful and ensuring we're getting stuff out and not letting it sit on the shelf too long. But where we store our food is also where we bag monthly. So when we have volunteers come in, they meet us at our storage unit and we take over a certain area and within an hour have bagged hundreds of bags and right so i guess tell me what what goes in a bag sure so we send milk and cereal two two grits or oatmeals pop tarts 
They get soup, Chef Boyardee, ramen noodles, mac and cheese, and then a variety of snacks, whether it's granola bars or crackers or fruit snacks. In the past, I think they originally tried to get more fresh fruits in there, but you just don't have a shelf life with that. And the way the bagging is done, we bag a month at a time. And the schools, their representative, whether it's a counselor or a teacher or a volunteer, will come meet us at our storage unit and pick up all of their bags for that upcoming month. So there's a good amount that goes in the bags, but it has a shelf life too. So it limits putting fresh food in there, but at the same time, it's meals that they otherwise wouldn't have. Right. So... So y'all get together and bag once a month? Once a month, yes. So we have a sign-up genius, which I think pretty much all of our spots are full, but we exceed, you know, we don't want to ever limit the number of volunteers we have because it is such a great time for families to come in. We have a lot of high school students come in and get their honor society hours or service project hours. But we meet once a month. It's usually the last Sunday of the month. And we'll work for maybe an hour and a half and we have a little system in place, then we just knock out all the bags. So you're going to, you do 500 bags mm-hmm. a month. The last bagging, they, they did 600 bags. In an and, hour and a half. In about an hour. Yeah. Oh, man, that's, they have, that, that's quite I, the assembly it, line. It is. It is very much that's an assembly awesome. line. And we have people like helping bagging, helping count. My husband usually does the counting that's become his little niche with it. Okay. Um, we have people in our actual unit doing inventory and bringing food out when we run out or or even breaking down our cardboard that even has to be handled after the bagging we can't leave it at our storage facility so our volunteers sometimes will take it and put it in their recycling bin at their house right right so it really i mean it is hands-on i've I've seen the pictures you know you got got these tables set up and there's a bunch of people between just some regular old storage units and, and they're just and then they're just it cranking out. it out. Like we have uh, families that'll donate double bagged bags because that's what we use to put the food in. And so they'll drop off hundreds of bags at one of our at one of our board members' houses. Okay. Um, so there's ways to volunteer with that or coming out with the baggings and just helping sort and assemble food. It's very, anyone can do it. Like there's no right. real age limit. I mean, obviously a, a stroller child couldn't do it, right, but right, right, you know, we've right. had three and four year olds out there doing it. And it, I think it helps, especially the younger kids and even teenage kids. It gives them a perspective of maybe be thankful for what you have. You don't know the circumstances of what drives the need, but we know there's a need. And so right. be thankful for what you have and come out and support your community. Right. So does somebody go shop for this food? I know you said Hope Front, Hope Front C3 does, has mm-hmm. been, a, been a big supporter They've as for many years, yep. but is that all the food or does somebody go to Sam's Club? Well, so it's a little bit of both. We have the food drives and those usually take care of our weekend bags. But when we do our Christmas break bags, which are different, and our spring break bags, which are different, we usually go do the shop. So someone will coordinate directly with Food Lion or go to one of the Costco or BJ's and buy the big bulky milks, you know, stuff that we need more of. But usually it's just donations that come in. People, at one season, we had an Amazon wish list and items were being sent to our various houses and we'd bring them up to the storage unit. We had our gala last year, which raised over $12,000 and that allowed for us to be able to order food more and just kind of streamline the process whenever we'd start running low if our inventory started running low. Okay. Man, I so I guess I mean 
So you're not really going out and buying that much food mm -hmm. because you have so much support from Hope Front Choice. Right. That's a big church. I mean, those members mm -hmm. really, yeah. I mean, you think about, I mean, 600, 500, 600 bags a mm -hmm. month. Yeah. And so like, like last February, I believe they did a super bowl drive and super was after the super right. bowl and it was to get as much soup donated and we had so much soup donated we've not had to purchase soup oh, since man. february because right. so much has come in just from that drive but the various other drives as well but you talk about milk mm -hmm. spoils so is this is dry milk this is boxed milk so it's like the horizons little carton box milk that okay. that has a shelf life to it okay mm -hmm. so does it have to stay cold no mm -mm. It nope. does not. It does okay. not. Mm -hmm. All right. Cool. No. All right. So how long do those little, I, the, is that the one with the cow on them? It does. My it's, kids used yes, to drink those, right? Yeah. Great Horizons. That's right, usually yeah. the brand we get right. that has the cow on it. So yeah. Right. Okay. Golly, it was, I don't know. We used to always get that for the kids because it was, it didn't have some, something. Something, that, yes. Something <laughs> that you didn't want your kids maybe to right, have. Right, right, right. And, and it had the cow and yeah. you had to look. And, and of course, what your kids get older and mine aren't that old, but like you forget which kind of cow type you had to buy. So, <laughs> right. But I do remember Horizons because yep, of the cow. That's, that's good barking, one. right? Yeah. You put the cow on milk. Yeah. I, I mean, that's awesome. Easy. So, well, that's cool. Have family law questions? Need guidance to navigate legal challenges? The compassionate team at Breeden Law Office is here to help. Visit us at www.breedenfirm.com for practical advice, resources, or to book a consultation. Remember, when life gets messy, you don't have to face it alone. So you, I know you, the, the gala, you're going to do that again this year? Yes, it's going to be February 8th of 2024, and it will be at the Twin Oaks Barn off of Cornelius Road, who is, which is where we had it last year. Last year at our event, we had, I want to say, 10 to 15 silent auction items. We had the availability to sponsor a backpack or do a half sponsorship of a bag for a whole school year. We had different sponsors throughout the community to sponsor food and beverages and desserts. And for two hours, we just, we had about 125 people. And in that time frame, raised $12,000, which was amazing because that was the first time we had had a gala and decided we wanted to kind of push our fundraising out more because there's so many businesses in this community. And I, like you said at the, at the beginning, there is this almost misunderstanding that because of the community we live in, there's not a need. And right, so we right. want to do whatever we can to raise the awareness that there is a need. It's just overlooked right. or just assumed that it's not there because we live in such a well-off community, you know, great mm -hmm. schools, you know, it's, this is just a great area. Johnson County's booming. But with that boom, there is a need. Right. No, there, there's no doubt. And, you know, my office was happy to sponsor the Hearts Gala last year. Yes. We'll, we'll do it again this Great. year Thank as you. well. I, I also donated some basketball tickets to the silent yes. auction yes. Yes. that yes. somebody bought for yep. Dr. Yule, the principal at Cleveland uh -huh. Middle School, uh -huh. uh, Cleveland Elementary school. school. He's one and, of our fantastic partners. Uh, he, he was great. He, he, was so he was so excited to go to the game. And Unfortunately, it ended up being the NC State Clemson game where the tickets that I oh, had no. auctioned off and Clemson just beat NC State to a pulp. Yeah. I mean, I think State, <laughs> NC State may have lost that game by 25. Oh, but, no. but he still had a great time. And yeah. uh, it was very nice of one of the teachers to 
the bidding kept going yeah, up. It was all I mean, it, yeah. it's silent, but like it kept going right. up. And so one of the teachers and her husband kept bidding and they ended up getting those tickets yeah. for him. And he had a good time, even though NC State got beat that day, yeah. which happens in a sporting happens, event. Yeah. The, so the, so what are, I mean, so what are some of the different, I mean, I guess you talked about, what are some of the, the numbers? You're, if you're a business owner listening to this, uh-huh. is it a hundred dollars to sponsor a kid for a year? So, I mean, do you know what those are? So, so the sponsorship kind of varies. And like I said, we haven't done our official number of what a cost of a bag would be, but I feel like last year we were around 350 a bag. That could vary. We haven't got our final numbers in, but that would cover what it would cost to do a bag for a student for the whole year. Okay. Um, And so last year at our gala, we had families split a bag and donate it together or do quarters, you know, four families went in together and did a bag or did a whole bag themselves. Um, And that covered the cost for that child for the entire school year. So that's one way businesses can get involved. For the gala itself, you know, we'll take, we were happy to take any donations for items to be auctioned off, whether it's gift cards or services. You know, last year we had a variety. We had some wellness items. We had the tickets. We had, I think, some sporting items, just a variety of different things that anything that we can use to have bids and Get right. some money out of it for well, our, for our greater need, which is well, our and you know, and even though you know, I've been very fortunate to be involved with with Bad Pet Putties mm-hmm. for for a while now yeah. because I'm friends with some of the the, right. the OGs, the Bridget OGs, Strickland, yes, Bridget you know, and right, yeah. and Bridget Strickland. And I go back to the Garner JC days uh-huh. in the early 2000s with her husband yeah. and. And at one point he was the state JC president. Uh-huh. So, you know, and now, you know, you know, Bridget has continued on with yes. her community service yeah, that she absolutely. has done her whole entire life. Yeah. And, and, you know, she reached out to me. And so we've been mm-hmm. involved in it, but I didn't know until I went to the gala and looked at the table, mm-hmm. exactly what went in the, the bags, the bags yeah. and they went through that right. and, he, and her husband explained all of it. Yep. And even though I'd been involved for years, I didn't exactly know what was involved. So I would encourage anybody out there listening, if you want to get involved, you should, but you should attend the gala because you'll learn so much mm-hmm. about the people and what they're doing and what they're trying to do. And it, and it's just like, it's just everybody else. It's neighbors and friends mm-hmm. and community members, and it's all volunteer. It's just regular people trying to meet a need in their community. Yeah, absolutely. And our, our board, which is made up of Bridget, Bridget Strickland, Marjorie Hicks, Lynn Hellman, and Kelly McGonigal are all women that work full-time, have families, and this is what we do on the side. You know, we fit this into our schedule because we know there's a need. Now, when you start talking to Bridget and Marjorie about it, they instantly start crying because it's such a passion to them, and they are the OGs. They helped start this back at Cleveland Elementary, and so they definitely have a passion about it, and I think all of us as Parents just can't imagine a child not having food. Right. And so the weekend bags, you know, they're built in a way that the child can prepare it themselves in the event there's not a lot of help for them on the weekend. But our board really has worked hard to make us more aware in the community, make the community more aware of our program, trying to communicate more with the schools and get involved with the PTAs, just because the more help we can get from the schools, from the parents, from volunteers, the more awareness, the more able we are to identify a need and just to get more people involved, which will hopefully allow us to grab more schools. As we get bigger, we can help more and not just limit where we are. And that's just a slow process, but that's something that we were thankful this year and being able to adopt 
Cleveland Middle because the need doesn't stop once they leave elementary school to the middle school. Right, right, right. No, I no, I understand. It keeps on. It keeps uh, on. Un- unfortunately, and yeah. you know, we see a lot. We've I've been doing I've been doing family law right here at 4042 Cleveland area for 23 years mm-hmm. and I spent a lot of those years on the representing parents who were involved with DSS with the children mm-hmm. be putting foster care neglect, abuse, dependency, and working with those parents to get their lives back on track so they could get their children back. Sometimes they didn't, Mm -hmm. but I was always, you know, at least initially, I was always surprised. And these aren't bad people. You know, they may have not made the decisions, some of the decisions that you and I would have made, Mm -hmm. but I'm not in their shoes either, right? I didn't have the background they had. I wasn't raised by their parents, you know, and I do think that most people are doing the best they can do Mm -hmm. and are are making the best decisions they can make. And would we like to make some better decisions? Yes. But, you know, it kind of is what it is. And it's definitely not the kid's fault. And definitely it's good that this community steps out because we don't have a town here. Right. So so when you think about the Cleveland community, you know, we're just sort of an unincorporated intersection. Mm -hmm. Right. And that has all these people with, you know, there's a lot of original Cleveland people we've interviewed Annis Broadwell for this show and stuff like that. But most of the people are new and and I think they would be surprised at the yeah. need um, that is right here in this community. So if somebody wanted to get involved and reach out to y'all, what's the best way for them to do that? The best way is to go to our Facebook page, which is Cleveland Area Backpack Buddies. You can message us directly on there. We've pinned some highlights like our Sign Up Genius that has our dates of our volunteering. Someone is We'll respond very quickly to messages that come across on the Facebook page. We have an email address as well. It's clevelandareabpp at gmail.com. That is, you know, someone can email if they have specific questions or would like to get involved with volunteering or donating. Um, And then more information will come out about our gala on our Facebook page. Uh, Usually if there's an emergent need or if we've got an event or we need more volunteers or if we you know, need bags even for bagging or for our week for our Christmas bags, we'll post it on our Facebook page. So that's the number one spot to get information. Well, that's where I saw the need for the Christmas bags. Yes. So we were able to help up, yes. step up and, yeah, and try to help with much. some of that too. Yeah. So the, um, well, that's good. And we'll make sure that we include the information for Cleveland Backtrack Buddies in the show notes down below. We want to thank Mandy Williams for coming in and meeting with us. If you've enjoyed this Best of Johnson County podcast today, be sure to like or subscribe or follow it on wherever you are watching this, whether it be YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever, so that you'll be made aware of the future episodes. We're going to have even more interesting guest and like Miss Williams, and we've got a lot of other ones we've been taping. And you don't want to miss out because you're going to learn a lot by listening to this. And we all love Johnston County and we're all doing our best to help our community. And uh, you'll get a lot of information if you continue to follow this. And we look forward to bringing that to you. My office is really looking forward to doing this. And it's been a lot of fun so far. And we've enjoyed the guests we've had. And we're going to have even more great guests moving forward. If you also would be willing to give us a five-star review, it helps our podcast visibility for other people who may be looking at it. And Cleveland Area Backpack Buddies contact information down in the show notes that you can reach out to them through their Facebook page or their email so that you can figure out how you can get involved and contribute to what they're doing, whether it be volunteer or money or sponsoring a silent gift item for the February 8th, 2024 um, gala that they're going to be hosting out here in the Cleveland community. Until next time, uh, this is your host, Jonathan Breeden. Thanks a lot for listening. That's the end of today's episode of Best of Johnston County. 
a show brought to you by the trusted team at Breeden Law Office. We thank you for joining us today, and we look forward to sharing more interesting facets of this community next week. Every story, every viewpoint adds another thread to the rich tapestry of Johnston County. If the legal aspects highlighted raise some questions, help is just around the corner at www.breedenfirm.com.